0: Confessional, your weekly divo podcast. My name is Jeff Gokey, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 98. And welcome, welcome, welcome to my front porch Uh, It's a beautiful Southern California morning here It's nice and crisp It's going to be very warm uh, this afternoon But this morning it is very, very nice Um, I always love coming out here in the morning And I think a part of it is uh, I've told you about this But these two hummingbirds It's almost like when I show up They're like, okay, he's here And they just kind of zoom around And I have a feeder out here And it's just it's just kind of a... I, I just... I, I, I keep thinking like... I don't think I ever slowed it down enough in my life to be able to observe all these things. And then I was also thinking the consistency of it. Like I literally come out here every single morning and there's something really beautiful about slowing down and being consistent and maybe for you maybe those are two things you're like you know what? i could use a little bit of that you know i especially in this season where everything feels sporadic and chaotic there is something really beautiful about uh consistency so find yourself a spot plop you down Look around and just maybe just sit and watch. And I'm telling you, you're going to see stuff you've never seen. I have never noticed hummingbirds, but I notice them everywhere now. And uh, it's been really, really a very cool thing. Hey, listen, I just want to say to those of you listening and subscribing, sharing these, thank you so much. Really, really appreciate uh, that. And th- And then for those of you who are giving on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, dot com forward slash front porch confessional Uh, i want to say a special thank you to you thank you for allowing me the opportunity to be able to continue to develop content and to work through scripture and sit out here and make podcasts and get them out on the digital waves or whatever you guys call them but Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. So we kicked off last week the Beatitudes. Attitudes. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for they will inherit the kingdom of God. Uh, and in this week, we're going to go in Matthew five four. Uh, just a reminder, if you didn't miss, if you didn't get five three, uh, the Sermon on the Mount is is Jesus's kind of. It's his quintessential teaching on the kingdom of God. It, he, this is his upside down thinking uh, to human thinking. The way he views the world, the way he views everything, this is his teaching to us. It is fundamental. And so as I was thinking about, you know, the podcast I would go through, uh, as I was thinking about the passages, I just thought, man, I feel like we need to teach through this. We need to go through this. And as I did that, it was deeply impacting to me. It reminded me. Sometimes we have this vision of who God is and we forget Jesus is God. (laughs) In human form, Jesus is God. When we look at Jesus, we should see God. And so when we hear these teachings, we should go, these are the teachings of, of God. And this is what he's calling us into. And so often we get distracted by the way we have been brought up or the church or the denomination. And sometimes, uh, most times, all times, uh, scripture ends up going, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is what I want. This is what I desire. So that's really uh, what the Beatitudes is going after. Matthew 5, 4 says this, this one. Blessed are those who mourn. For they shall be comforted, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Um, if you've been listening to this podcast, you're very well aware that my son had leukemia when he was eight years old. Um, I never mourned that whole process, but um, and, and I've been learning to over these last few years. But one of the things is I was like thinking about this passage. I was thinking about the sounds of a hospital. I was thinking about if you've ever spent an extended time in the hospital, you hear things. You hear people, and and for us, we, we spent extended amounts of time in the hospital, in a room, and at night you would hear crying and wailing during the day. You would hear parents who you knew their child Just got diagnosed with cancer, and you would hear the parents mourning, lamenting. The kids really, a lot of times, didn't know, but you know, you know, at night, the kids, you know, they're getting some of their treatments, and they don't want it, or they have to get a shot or something. And it was just, you'd sit in this room, and you'd just be like, "Oh my gosh!" You know, we go to the clinic, and the clinic is a place where. you're going to get lots of shots. So you're just hearing crying all around. I used to have to take Cooper just for a walk, you know, before he would get some of these shots, you know, because they were so painful for him. And I had to take him for a lap. And as I take him for a lap and kind of, you know, give him the pep talk, he'd just hear crying. And, and it was really overwhelming for me. And, and, but I, I kind of had this like it's okay, it's fine. Life's tough, that's how it is. Just keep going and and as a result of that, I feel like I, I lost a part of myself. I, I became a bit numb and if I'm honest, like I hate the sound of crying. It, it makes me really, really uncomfortable. Um, I've had to really do a deep dive and, and try to figure out what is that. Like I told you like I, I've never really I, I never really learned to mourn or grieve. And so this passage is just kind of this distant thing that I've been longing to understand. Actually, I can't even say I've longed to understand it. I felt like I probably need to understand this because, because Jesus is going, these are the people that are being comforted, those who mourn. And I'm I, I, I'm like, first off, I don't, I don't need comforted. And the the more I've started to slow down and, and recognize what's going on The more I'm like wow You know I, I started working through like Okay is it does, Is the reason why I hate Mourning or crying is it, is it the brokenness of it Is it like I can't do anything about it Is it just the sound You know does it remind me Of like a painful memory So I'm like working through this Or does it expose Something in me and the answer to that is yes, yes it does. It it, it does in me. It's sur- it, it's a survivalism. I got this. I'm fine. It's okay. And, and and crying is like this reminder that of the brokenness of this world we live in. Mourning feels to me unproductive. Like, what do you get? you're going you're going to mourn? Like, you know, suck it up, buttercup. Let's go. You know, that's kind of how I've survived the different things that I've gone through. Maybe you're like me. Maybe you're like, I don't really cry. I don't really mourn. And Jesus is going, then you can't be comforted. All those pains, all those hurts, all those wounds you have in your life and the lives of others, you're going to really struggle you're not going to be comforted in the way that he wants to comfort. You know, the, the word for mourning in the Greek is a really, it's, a, it's one of the strongest words. It's like this, the deepest sense of grief and sorrow. It's literally, it's like mourning the dead. So this isn't just like, oh man, it's not like pity. It's not, oh man, that's, that stinks, man. This is like overwhelming. And I would say as, as Christians who are developing a deep and devoted relationship with God, we should see how this grieves God's heart. This is why you, you have to think this is why this is so important. This is why Jesus is bringing it out is because his heart is grieved. We should, we should see and feel how it devastated creation we should see how sin has devastated creation. We should feel, see and feel the loss of life. We should see and feel the divisions in our country and in our world. We should see and feel the racial inequality. We should feel the, po- and, and feel the polarity that's going on in, in our culture. Us against them. We should see and feel it. We should see and feel the dividing lines in our social economics. We should see and feel the weight of hospitals that are full of hurting people. We should see and feel people's brokenness in their marriage. Right? Life is overwhelming. And and. and and the the strategy that I've taken for most of my life is like, yeah, it is. And let's go. We'll figure it out. We'll survive. And Jesus is like, stop it. Mourn. Just mourn. Mourn it. Mourn the brokenness. Slow down and mourn it. Mourning is not just some void emotional response. It's a deeply, this is important. This is, it's a deeply spiritual thing. Jesus looks over Jerusalem and he mourns at its brokenness and lostness. Jesus sees the hurting and helpless and he has great compassion. He's inviting us into the way he sees and feels about brokenness. This is an invitation to you and me. Come with me. Come mourn with me. We all love the victory. We all want the, we love the healing stories. But he's like, I want to, I want you to join in in the mourning with me. Morning of the brokenness. Mourning that sin has corrupted this world. Look all around you. Especially for us right now and in August of 2020, we should be learning how to mourn. There is so much pain and division and loss right now. And it's breaking his heart. And it should break our hearts. Because this is not about solutions but rather about the pastures of our hearts, the deepest levels of who we are do we break for what breaks his hearts. As we align our hearts with His, we will have His eyes. We will have his compassion, and he will, and he will help us to better understand his sacrifice. To make all things new again. You see, if we don't know how to mourn, then we can't truly understand the power of the cross. And to be honest, I miss the impact of Good Friday because I was always moving to Resurrection Sunday. And if we can't mourn the brokenness that's in this world, the heaviness that's all around us, one, we ourselves are not going to be comforted and we will not truly be able to comfort others. You see, being blessed is as a result of having the heart of God for the creation of God and feeling its brokenness. Only then will we truly allow ourselves to be the hands and the feet of Jesus to bring joy, to bring joy and comfort to this world. Because the reality is this, is that we will not be able to truly worship, truly worship and live wholly for God if we can't mourn with him. It's like, we'll do, God, I'll do all these other things. I'll do all these other things for you, but I I won't do that. And there's something deep inside of you that is calling out for comfort. For many of you, maybe you're like me, you're a stuffer. You've been stuffing for years. Right? And maybe you're working so hard to be proactive to, to solve all the pain problems. And maybe one of the most proactive things you can just do is sit down, find a quiet place, and learn how to mourn. You know, my my counselor uh, told me in the process as I was working through this, you keep what you grieve. You know, as believers, when we grieve, when we mourn the brokenness in this world, we remind ourselves that this isn't how it was supposed to be. Right? It's not how it was supposed to be. This is not what Jesus intended. And we remind ourselves of that. We keep that in our hearts. But when we don't, we just keep plowing through. Life's hard. It's fine. Just buckle down. Go after it. He's like, mourn like Jesus mourns. And you'll be comforted. You see, the Father was comforting Jesus during those times. And what Jesus then did is he went and he comforted other people. So what are you mourning How are you praying for it? What are you mourning? What what are you going to choose to mourn? Or why do you struggle to mourn? I think those are good questions to really work through. Father God, our hearts break for what breaks yours. Give us your eyes and your ears so we can also receive your heart. So take a breath. Reflect. Reflect. And believe that the God of the universe is near to you. Near to you. In your own heart. Until next time. Cheers.